Uh, let's see. This is Wednesday. Uh, President's Day was on Monday. Sterling City Council got together last night. And uh, with us in the studio, City Major Scott Schumer. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. And uh, to your weather forecast, yeah, it sounded like the birds were extra chirpy this morning. And it just, it's, it feels like the wrong month. Uh, yeah, some of the, um, even some of the early migratories, uh, it seems like they're a little bit early. But uh, then you get that occasional complaining robin and you think, uh-oh, when they start doing that, the other stuff might happen. But yeah. I think it's going to hold off. Found a few flies even. It's, what? Yeah, I killed two flies this year. Isn't right. Well, the inside of your home doesn't count. Well, were they up. outside? Yeah, they, well, no, they were inside, but they're waking up somewhere, <laughs> wherever they're coming in from. But yeah. well, I got, gee, I got uh, a couple of lady beetles and box elders creeping out of somewhere Still, as well. Yeah, that's yeah, those things. Well, let's see. It's just you and me today. Mayor is uh, off on an adventure. Indeed. Okay. So your stock? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I could go out to breakfast and just uh, let you have it. For oh, that uh, sounds like a terrible idea, but okay. <laughs> Wow. Well, let's see. Uh, I, 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 I failed in my duties and did not review oh. what was on for last night. Biggest council meeting ever. Uh, see? Major things happening. Uh, again? Revisions Wait to codes, buying houses. It's been nuts. <laughs> the last time you tried to lead me astray, and I said, <laughs> no, it didn't. Well. Last night, you know, last time you said it was Animal House and a food fight or something. Yeah, I know. I, it, was, it was actually a slightly larger crowd last night, not by much. But uh, we did uh, review uh, or revise a few ordinances last night. Uh, one was our peddler's license. And uh, not that it makes uh, – it's usually out-of-town people, so it doesn't affect anybody here so much. But uh, we changed the code to allow ourselves more time. The, 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 we hadn't addressed the peddler's license for a long time, and uh, there was only five days to do a background check. And so sometimes, particularly these utility companies that come into town and uh, are trying to get people to switch to their uh, energy provider or whatever else, right. and we don't have enough time to do the background checks. So it, it, we gave ourselves more time to do background checks, closed down the hours a little bit um, so that's not so far into the evening as far as being able to go door-to-door and then uh, uh, changed a. Small thing, but change the uh, IDs that we hand out uh, because some, I know it's not going to come to surprise anybody, but not every solicitor is honest. And uh, <laughs> so, so we've run into a lot of complaints, especially, again, from these uh, energy companies. So there's two things I would say to, as reminders to everybody is, one, we do have no soliciting stickers at City Hall for free. So if you ever want to come in and pick one of those up, feel more than welcome to do that and put it on your door. And no solicitor should come to your door. And if they do, give us a call down to City Hall. We'll send somebody out. And then number two, uh, we do have, uh, if you do have somebody at your door and they're offering a service or a product, um, not that we endorse them, <laughs> but uh, you can always ask if they're registered with the city because that just shows that, uh, one, that they're registered, so that means they've gone through a background check, and two, that we know who they are. And if anybody ever gets too pushy, don't be afraid to call the police because it's, it, it does happen, unfortunately, and uh, we can't ban all peddling. That's not legal to do either, but uh, we can do what we can within the registration process. And I just, um, on that note with the energy companies, uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it right. probably is. So yeah. we get a lot of people. We uh, Several years ago, the state um, changed the rules and we were allowed to buy energy um, as, as a collective. So we go out and get bids for energy prices. So 10 years ago, you get your ComEd bill and ComEd was the energy provider or whomever they got it from, so Exelon. Um, 
and that, just, that was just the bill that you got. Now we go out, and it just depends on the market how it looks. We bid out for three or four years generally uh, for energy prices uh, on, the, on, the, on the market. And whatever the lowest one is, is what we sign up uh, for as a collective community. Now that said, you can always opt out of that. That's just um, a program that's available. If you opt out and somebody comes to your door and says, hey, we've got this great energy deal, and they ask for a look at your bill, and they say, you know, if you're paying five cents, we can offer you 4.9 cents and save you X amount of dollars. Generally, that's true at first. <laughs> but but the, the hidden detail is, is what does that price go up to the next year and the year after that? Right. And that, that's where they usually get you. So um, it's not to say that sometimes you can shop out there because markets do change and energy prices fluctuate. So occasionally there is a deal out there, but um, I guess my own personal advice would be stick with what the, the aggregate program that the city offers because it, it was the lowest price, longest term at the time, and you're not going to get any shocks uh, to your bill in the future and have to wonder about what I get myself into. Well, if somebody does choose to answer their door, don't be afraid to ask for... Do you have the proper uh, registration, you know, registration city, yeah, absolutely. and credentials from the company you're representing? Absolutely. And don't be uh, afraid to say, no, thank you. Absolutely. And you go. Please do, yes. I, I mean, we just I just had somebody come into the office uh, two weeks ago asking about uh, something that was offered to them. And I'm like, I, you can do what you want. <laughs> you're right. free to do that. But uh, just make sure you're checking out all the details because there's always that hidden fee yeah. or price yeah. hike somewhere down the road. And, you know, they might have company uniform on, which is another, uh, you know, indicator that they probably legit. You know, probably. You know, because there, there's been uh, stories out there now about uh, somebody comes to the door and says, yeah, I'm from the gas company. I need to look in your backyard. And the uh, homeowner goes to the backyard of the person, and there's two more people in the house. Yeah, well, we fortunately, well, it did happen down the road a, a few years ago, I think. Uh, but uh, fortunately, we've not had that here. But, yeah, I just... Be, you know, be wary of everybody. Don't want to scare anybody. Yeah. I'm just saying. Correctly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not It's not a prolific problem by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Right, right. The bigger issue is getting people switched on the utilities. But whatever the solicitor yeah. is, uh, don't feel afraid to ask for the registration. But with the uh, weather getting better and then, um, you know, storm season coming up, some guy might come say, hey, you got storm damage. I need yeah, to go on your That's roof, another one. Like yep, that, yep, 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 yep. So, so we took a look at that. We changed our uh, food truck licensing uh, or permitting. Uh, previously, our food truck ordinance was way old and of course that's kind of the new big thing uh, but we didn't have any provisions in our code to allow you to park on the street so we went and uh, updated that so we have maps of where you can park on the street and uh, trying to be accommodating to the businesses and restaurants too so we have certain locations where you're not allowed not within 100 feet of an existing restaurant because it's kind of unfair to park in front of another <laughs> restaurant right. offering up competition yeah. but uh, at the same time we still wanted to make it available because that is the trend and there's certainly some wonderful food trucks out there in our community and um, it doesn't change the ones parked in private parking lots or anything like that this just kind of op opens up a few more opportunities so trying to be somewhat progressive and address these things and change with the times how are those uh maps available and when does this uh, implementation start so i think the the as the, as the registrations come up uh you'll be able to get uh, when you do your renewals we'll have those maps there available okay. uh they are attached if, if you're going to go the clunky way for the moment uh, we'll get them up on our website but for the clunky way at the moment that we do have a if you ever want to see our council agendas plan commission agendas riverfront commission agendas they're all online uh, you can go either through our website and search for the agendas but uh they're all hosted on a site called Board Docs. That was something we switched to 
my God, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. And that was That's just something a, I didn't do before you got here. So yeah, <laughs> so it was just a, we, everything used to be paper before and now this allows us to be digital and we upload, you know, some of the attachments go with everything. So anybody wants to see what the council's seeing at the table, it's, it's all out there for them to see and, uh, helps one with the transparency with two it helps with reducing the amount of paperwork right. and clutter that's floating around the office and being printed out and all that good stuff. Once again, Scott Schumer, Sam Major, uh, in with us this morning, fresh off the uh, city council meeting. Well, since I didn't look at those board docs, I'm at a disadvantage, so I can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's I, I can't. I can't well, throw you any zingers. Yeah, no, that's. A, I appreciate that. Maybe we should do this more often. Uh, well, there's only two other big things. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, we're we bought a couple problem properties yesterday, um, at 501 and 503 Avenue B. They're just west of the fire department. Um, the one had been vacant for a couple of years anyway. Uh, the other is now vacant. It wasn't a few months ago, but uh, had a number of code issue violations with it. And um, oftentimes it's either a uh, drawn out court process to get some of these properties abated and fixed when the property owners aren't on top of it or willing to be on top of it uh, or able to be on top of it. Uh, <laughs> but the, these two... Uh, had a number of issues for the neighborhood and they're right next again they're just west of the the downtown fire station so strangely enough I don't know how this happened back when the fire department was built and that was the 60s uh, but they didn't have their own parking spaces strangely enough for the, for the firefighters so uh, St. Mary's is kind enough to allow uh, use of their parking lot for our firefighters and their private vehicles uh, but so this was We've talked in the background, and it's still those, those talks are still occurring in the background, trying to do the planning work and everything for a training center. And this is a possible location. It's very convenient. But it's right across from the fire department. It takes care of two eyesores. And uh, if nothing else, it, we ever lose our parking for some reason, we've still got space there. But uh, it just it's an unfortunate thing that the, we get ourselves caught in is that uh, trying to take care of problem properties becomes a drawn out issue through first the tickets and their letters of notifying them tickets and then if that doesn't work going to the administrative hearing process and if that doesn't work going to the circuit court <laughs> and by, wow. t by the time you get all said and done you know we can end up trying to get a property either condemned or condemning we can do but to get it remediated or demoed or forced by court order uh, it, it can go over a year just mm -hmm. trying to get that taken care of which is a problem for us and just it's not good for the neighborhoods it's not you know nobody wants to see some of these problem properties hanging around but right. there's enough of them and uh, only so much money to go attacking these things but uh, so sometimes purchasing uh, we've done that with a few properties we've been able to flip some houses in town and so we're trying to get a little bit more aggressive on that and uh, we've demoed more houses in the last 10 years than we did the first 10 years I was here. So we're, we're trying to get things cleaned up, but at the same time, we still also like to create more living spaces in the community right. because we're constantly butting up against that complaint that there's just no good new or uh, affordable rental units in town, and that's, that becomes a challenge for us. So so we took care of that. That was one thing, and then uh, wrapped up with... Uh, what did we wrap up with? Ah, shoot. It was the... Oh, we made a donation to the Riverfront Foundation. So... Um, obviously uh, there's only so much public funds again that we can, we can pour into the riverfront and right. we, millions have gone in there already uh, but as we get towards the process of actually developing the park area um, looking for ways to get private donations in there to sponsor different programming uh, different facilities that we're looking to construct down the riverfront and you know obviously uh, it's there's always the traditional selling of bricks and you know engraving names and things like that but uh 
uh, we're looking to try and access money that some corporations will donate money to 501c3s. The city's not a 501c3. So this organization uh, made up of some of our riverfront commissioners, one of our council members, and a couple of uh, other citizens from the community uh, are heading this up. And we're just trying to They'll be getting more active as the summer comes along and as more plans are developed as far as doing some private fundraising so it's not all on the city's backs or trying to get it all grant funded because that's never going to pay for everything. So that was kind of a cool thing. So we just made sure that we were trying to publicize that. And then uh, outside of the council meeting, we went through some of the budget stuff. And then uh, big for us last week, I got to, I was invited to go into Schiller Park. Uh, that's where uh, the foundation is that we donated our fire truck to to get to Ukraine. And uh, Senator Duxworth, Duckworth's office uh, was there, and so we were um, able to get ourselves in front of the senator, which is always good to uh, promote Sterling. <laughs> Political parties, uh, regardless, uh, making good with our uh, representatives is, and senators is always good news for us because uh, then things happen. Like next week, we'll be uh, applying for a multimillion-dollar grant for Griswold and Woodburn. And uh, one of the things that always helps get your grant over the top is having letters from your elected officials. And so it was nice to... Sterling got good recognition for what we did in front of the senator, and now... Um, working with her office to get this letter of support for our grant. So it was all kind of, it was a long drive into Schiller Park and back for <laughs> 10 minutes in front of the senator, but it was very positive 10 minutes that I hope gets us, you know, you know, right. in good graces and uh, a nice letter of support. So hopefully we can bring millions back in grants, and I wow. hate that that's the way it has to be, but that's the way it is. No. No. So that was good for us. Uh, well, so we got finally, oh, we got... A little bit of a side there. Oh, about, there was. Uh, Boy, I, I was going through my notes. Yeah, we got <laughs> estimates yesterday on the cost of uh, 2nd Street. So when people are, I know people are chomping at the bid. I am too. I can't believe how long this has taken uh, with all the rules and regulations. But I got an estimate to reduce 2nd Street from 1st Avenue all the way down to Broadway, and including building the bike path. And it came in at, drumroll, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, $4.5 million. Dollars. So, okay, uh, so yeah, that, 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 was, that was a punch to the stomach. <laughs> a lot of that's not going to be local funds, fortunately. Um, we had $1.2 million in, uh, in an ITEP grant that we were awarded in 2020, which started this whole project. And then we've, um, the state issued some bonds uh, a few years ago called Build Illinois, uh, Rebuild Illinois. And we got a little over a million for that. And then we do get allotments from motor fuel tax. So most of what 2nd Street will be will be, a combination of federal and state funds and again I th I've, I've mentioned this in the past with you is that uh, April is supposed to be the letting date so that should kick off this summer knock wow. on wood wow. crossing my fingers toes whatever you name it well uh, let me I hope this isn't a trick question but the more time that passes doesn't the price keep going up? yes that's part of the problem and <laughs> okay. uh, uh, this is a complaint I've had is we are we get so bogged down in, in regulation around here, and not, when I say around here, the state, uh, <laughs> that we just, every time you add a year on a construction season, you're, at, you're, you're adding 5 6%. When you're talking right. seven-figure projects, that, that's not a small amount. And right. this is very aggravating that, yeah, we're using mostly other funds on this project, but those are still other funds we could be using on other local projects. Right. So it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge in uh, how we... I, yeah. That's why I should probably be in counseling more. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me that look. It's like, 
I, I looked at you as soon as you said that. I said, this guy needs an intervention. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's, that's how it, it's aggravating, I tell you. And we just accept it and move on, right. I guess. Because I, I don't, yeah. Wow. So that's, uh, that's kind of some of our big stuff that we got hanging out there. Now, I know we uh, talked a lot about a permit for this and a permit for that. Well, we um, do have some construction season coming up. And if somebody's, uh, you know, thinking about, uh, t- tell me this. If somebody's uh, thinking about uh, uh, replacing a fence, building a fence, putting on an addition, getting a new roof, uh, just for safety reasons, and, and uh, especially when people live there and who knows who else might be in that residence or building, they do have to go through a permit process. Yes, and, and so that, and it's actually more to, I know it's hard to believe, but it's uh, in many ways it's protecting either homeowners or protecting the neighborhood both because uh, with a fence, uh, we go out and do a fence spot and they're how far out you can go and not creating blind spots. And then um, like the roof, uh, all of our roofers have to be, uh, you know, uh, registered with us, which means mm-hmm. they're bonded insurance is on file with yep. us. And, and that becomes a big thing because the bond is, if, if you get shoddy work done um, and you you go back after the contractor and they say, no, tough cookies, uh, the only way to go back after them for shoddy work is to go back on that bond. And by being a registered contractor with the city, you know that the contractor you have has that bond on file so that it, it doesn't happen often. Uh, it's only happened once in the last couple of years that I can think of, but you know, if you're out $40,000 on a project and it wasn't done right and you're not happy with it, uh, you've got little recourse except for going through the courts and right. you know, depending on he said, she said type things, if you don't have everything in writing, right. uh, it becomes an issue for you. But um, if you've got that bond, we can help. Not, not so much that we can help, but the bond, we, we make sure before you say yes, they're registered with us that they've got that bond on file. Right. So. Uh, all important stuff gives a little more consumer fuel to it instead of going the other way absolutely so and and i mean you know it's in choosing a registered contractor is making sure that they've got full insurance as well because we keep that documented and if if you don't uh and something happens on your property you know the last thing you want that is that responsibility on you and your homeowner's insurance so it's choosing a registered contractor two things one means they've got everything going for them and and it's you know, going with unregistered, you don't know what you're getting, and it's kind of unfair to the people who have done it the right way and gotten registered at the same time. So, uh, you know, uh, saving the money up front right. is maybe not always saving money in the long term. Now, when you go through the city or when the contractor goes through the city, is there something that's posted in your window, or do you get something that says certain... Uh, you know, it usually has a code number on it or something. Yeah, we've got an old-timey building permit with uh, yes. it's a placard that sits in the window yeah. with the building department signature right. on there and shows that, yeah, it's everyone's paid yeah. for. And it, 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 the contractor can get it, the homeowner can get it, right. as long as they re- register who the contractor is on the project. It doesn't matter. It's just uh, making sure we've got that. And the other part, of too, is uh, we <laughs> we go through issues. Like, you know, if you build something out on this more on the commercial end uh, where – this is kind of a subject of one of our minor topics last night, but uh, if you go paving property, building on what was grass, uh, especially on larger projects, and all of a sudden the rain that was soaked by that part of the earth is no longer being soaked by that part of the earth, uh. that water goes somewhere. And usually it means it's affecting somebody else because it's no longer on your property. <laughs> it's right. running off onto somebody oh. else's. And that's why it's these small things we don't always think about, but then in retrospect, years later, uh, like when the mall was built, there was never detention there. And right. then we, we spent seven figures trying to get the detention behind that figured out right. so that we weren't uh, flooding out the Northland Park apartments any longer. And it's just, uh, it goes back to that, 
Yeah, nobody wants to pay up front to mitigate what might have happened in the future, but at mm. the same time, when we don't do that, um, the city gets stuck with it. And by say the city, uh, we don't make money, so it's coming out of <laughs> people's pockets. Right. So it's coming out of the collective's pockets instead of coming out of the person who should have been responsible in the first place's pockets. So right. that's why we, we have these codes in place. It's not we're trying to be overly onerous by right. them, but it's um, how do we not end up flooding somebody else out in the neighborhood or creating some, it, whether it's noise pollution, light pollution, whatever else it is, that we're just trying to mi minimize the right. impact on neighborhoods and, and adjoining property owners. It is, yeah. Well, we're coming out of one of your favorite seasons and going into the other. They always say there's a two seasons, winter and road construction, so. <laughs> yeah, well, and again, hopefully uh, Second Street kicks off. And we were, the important part was getting those numbers that we just got yesterday so that we can start figuring out how much we got left to spend on other road projects. And uh, one of those other ones is West Lefevre, which we're still working on. And, I got estimates from Avenue L back to Locust Street was $2.6 million for that project. So um, it's almost as long of a stretch, but uh, you'll note that there's not, um, with that one, there's not uh, an extra level of bureaucracy that we're going through. It's all a local project. So that makes it a little cheaper. And that's comes back to show how much it costs. It, it, it's literally frustrating to get out grants because uh, the the paperwork involved grants, the extra time involved grants, because as you said, construction season, <laughs> you know, if you lose one or two years, if God, if you lose two years, uh, you know, 5% compound in two years in a row, right. if not higher, especially in this environment, um, it's that talking some serious cash that you're losing on other projects we could be doing. Let's see, looking ahead, next city council meeting coming up next month on the 4th of March. Yay. Mm, I'll uh, have the door open for you on the 5th and we can, uh, uh, do this all over again. Nice. Maybe we get to, hope the weather stick. Yeah. The weather better still be like this when okay. come in too. I'll put the order in. Now. Yeah, please. Yeah. Hey, well, Scott, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you.